Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at bluenile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I just love remembering that people who don't have financial worries have other worries. We went out with some friends, and they're loaded. And I was looking at them being like, I would lose a finger. <laughs> I would chop off a finger of mine for your financial security because they have quote-unquote real jobs. And then months later, I found out that their marriage of many decades was ending and thinking, oh, okay, well, at least our marriage isn't crumbling. Yet. Yet. <laughs> I think the one finger is the start of a negotiation. Oh, so really, really, I'd actually have to lose like a leg for well, complete. Well, well, well would, would you lose two fingers? Yeah. A hand? Oi, this is starting to feel creepy. I wasn't thinking about it carefully. I'd lose a toe. <laughs> no, I don't want to lose a toe either. I don't want to lose any part of my body for any bit of financial security. No, would... I guess you, your, your toes, no disrespect. They're not that great. You find my feet disgusting. There's a lot of them. <laughs> So, it's Friday, season four, the final season of Succession starts Monday. We're very excited. We're viewing this as sort of a pre-game before the main event, before the prom, Mm -hmm. in a hotel. Uh We're all dressed up. We're in our dresses and our heels. We've got our corsages. We're going to go for a dance and a party. But right now, we're all like hanging out at someone's house, partying. Is there a limo coming? Pre-gaming, there is a limo coming to get us. And we're going to go to our senior prom. Are we going to play good tweet, bad tweet in the limo? Yes. (laughs) And, And because it is the most magical weekend of the year, Mm-hmm. Here we are on the diving board, looking at the cool waters of the final series of Succession below us. Fresh. We've got a treat for you. We do. We do. We are giving you not one, but two episodes today. Two episodes? Are you guys kidding? You're so generous. We are. So here's how this one is going to work. I feel that there's a couple of different things we need to do here. For the first half, we're going to remind everybody of where we're at because a lot of people have done the, the, the rewatch in advance of season four, but, but some people just haven't got around to it. They're sure. the best intentions. So we've all been there where you're like, oh my God, I know I'm excited, but I have zero recollection of what happened last And then season. 10 minutes before you're trying to find a thing on YouTube and they're not very good. And, no, uh, so let us be that shitty thing on YouTube, but in a podcast. We're just, just here to remind you where all the pieces are on the chessboard. Yes, exactly. And in the second half, we, we're going to have a bit of a speculator about season four. If for no other reason than because we tend to get these things wrong, and that's fun. 
We've had a trailer. In fact, we've had a few trailers, a handful mm-hmm. of trailers at this point. There are now in the wild reviews of the first few episodes of season four. Oh, interesting. Mm. And, of course, there's been a flurry, as we predicted, of activity. So there have been some interviews, cast members going on talk shows, and there was the big premiere in New York. Yes, OK. And lots of fun photographs and videos from that and, and, and nuggets of information, I think. OK, great. So, so we'll wade through all that stuff. So that's what our first episode is going to be. And then watch the skies, keep an eye on your podcast feed, because dropping later for a special Season 4 pre-game It is the return of Friday Sprinkles. We've had a lot of listener contributions. One of them was very hostile. (laughs) Honestly, the nastiest letter I think I've ever gotten. It was not directed at you. It was targeted at me. This lady has a problem with her tone. But she she told me that I was insane. I felt extremely attacked. I may have said, I hope she dies. Which I don't really hope she dies, but I, I gave over. To what do you hope? Me. I lead with love now, you know, so yeah. it's complicated. But mm. um, let me just, I'm, I'm truly just opening my heart. Let me open her. Okay. I hope that she finds the love in her life necessary in whatever way to help her feel joy. That's what I hope for her because that's my level of generosity. Uh-huh. Um, are we going to do any brain dumps? Yeah, so so let's quickly just because we, we we rewatched series three and we're, we're not going to do the whole thing because you've got nine episodes of that plus sprinkles from when it was airing. But just on a rewatch, any quick brain yeah, dumps? Yeah, so quickly and per what we were just talking about, I do feel rage toward Roman in the way that I do towards Shiv. And the two things that did it for me were that interview with the reporter who's trying to throw him some softballs about, like, his love for his father. And the way he is dismissive of that reporter, who is hot, is repulsive. And then with the plot surrounding the tattoo of Kendall's initials on that homeless man's forehead, the way that Roman treats him like an animal made me... As revolted as certain Shiv behavior, I know I'm not supposed to say this, but I'm feeling actually a little better because I don't think it is my misogyny, which I'm sure I have. I think it's about people who pick as their partner doormats. And and what is your earliest memory of seeing a relationship where somebody's (laughs) treated like a doormat? My mom and my dad. (laughs) Jeff's laughing because my dad is the doormat. If my mom was the doormat, oh, then we can you it. imagine? Because we haven't got any internalized misogyny on that particular issue. Can you imagine, though? That's what makes it funny. Um, now, a plot point that is introduced quite late, which perhaps will have some significance in the new series, is that Kerry has been mixing up smoothies to improve Logan's seminal fluid jism. His, his, his jizz. His jizz, yeah. his jism, his spooge, his ejaculate, his sperm. Now, you never did that for me, but you did buy me some vitamins. Yeah, they didn't work. <laughs> if only you'd made me a smoothie. If only I made you a smoothie with matter root and almond butter. We would not have had to do IVF. Um, a lot of people are speculating that if Kerry is pregnant, then the question of succession will be answered by this baby. But of course it won't, because he's not going to anoint a baby an heir, is he? I it's know. A, or a fetus. This baby is irrelevant to the question of succession. And that got me to thinking, what is the earliest into a child's life? 
that you would think they got it although they they haven't this this child is a disappointment to me i don't know if this is too dark but i i think i already know that our son isn't going to be a high-powered businessman you're doing that thing again where you put high-powered businessmen on a pedestal i really (laughs) do something great about them i really have you never watched the apprentice no, I haven't ever watched The Apprentice. I have but you're not. aware that one of the high-powered businessmen was Donald Trump. He wasn't a high-powered businessman. He was a Nepo baby. Well, yes, but this this is the thing, isn't it? You can't they're learn self, anything they're about... They're self-made high-powered businessmen. They... <laughs> Small seed conservative Sarah. This high-powered businessman thing is... Oh. Is this going to get me on that GBN network? What's that network? <laughs> GB News. GB News? Which is like ATN. Yes. Do you think I can get on GB News if I just keep talking about um, high-powered businessmen <laughs> and how they deserve to be where they are? You're not thinking our son could be working in a great non-government organization, no. helping in some war zone, or no, I, our, I our son could on. be a, a therapist, I, you know. or he could live a, a quiet, good I life think, in his own community. I it's like, oh, I just wish things. he had the thing no, that I don't, would make him a I good businessman like Logan Roy. No, I don't wish that. But I, I do think that I have some problematic thoughts in my head about high-powered <laughs> businessmen and maybe I could get a job on GB News. What's it called, GB News? Yeah, ATN. You got one? Yeah. Do you think there's any way in which you're a killer? I don't think so. We've got a problem with ants at the moment in our kitchen. <laughs> and I know there is no humane way of getting rid of the ants. And still I'm delaying going and buying the stuff. And I'm thinking to myself, could we just live harmoniously with the ants? But they are crawling all over food. It's like fine for ants to crawl on food and it's not going to kill you. Like it's why you can have a picnic. That's why like visuals of ants when they're in cartoons is of them like all carrying slices of watermelon. Because <laughs> they're like crawling over your food anyway on a nice picnic. <laughs> so I think I think we can live harmoniously with the ants. So you know where an ant an ant has been. An ant has clean we're like feet. Constantly putting literal shit in our mouths all the time. And what about microplastics? Like, get over it. Do you know what? Like, the reason all of our bodies are so fucked now because of microplastics that really should concern people. What? No, I'm just wondering if GB News need a medical expert to come oh on and talk about what's, uh, what's going on with the human body that you seem to have a very well-informed opinion on. Wait, but I know my- microplastics yeah, are yeah, real. Yeah, Wait, yeah. Is that make- does that mean I'm conservative? Is 5G part of this at all? <laughs> They're listening. No, yeah, what I'm trying no. to say is you got like a million bits of shit in your whole system and it's like what we're meant to deal with. So don't worry about the ants. So don't worry about the ants. But also it's gross that we've got ants crawling around in our kitchen and we should get an exterminator to kill them. But you're, yeah, it's like hard for you because of your animal rights I know, but, but that kind of answers your question about whether I'm a killer or not. You're not a killer. Are you a killer? I think if I decide that I want to charm someone, if I decide I want to make someone my friend, I think I can do it. I think I can make it happen. Lucy Preble. Yeah, I think I could make it happen. <laughs> I do. I've been thinking about this because I was thinking like one people, and it won't happen, but one people I'd, I'd love to talk to on this podcast is, is Lucy Preble, one of the writers and uh, producers of, of Succession. And I have a strong instinct that she would really like you. And I, th- I think I would be a very annoying presence to her. I don't think that's true. There's a, there's a wetness to me that she would have no time for. No, 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 no. We watched that other show that she wrote, I Hate Susie, and I love it so much. Now you're trying to be friends with her. We both thought it was fantastic. But I, I can also see there's something in the sensibility that would just find me drippy and annoying. I 
don't know. A lot of the time people think you're a nice guy. Yeah, but nice. I mean, nice people are ten a penny, aren't they? Nice isn't very interesting. You really have to drill down to find the other stuff with me. And I'm sort of exhausting. You're exhausting to me. (laughs) The more people get past the veneer of niceness, the more exhausting I am. No, I don't think that's it. I think someone needs to be a little bit weird for you to see where you can, like, put your hook in. You need, like, a weirdness hook. Mm. that you can link your weirdness hook on to. Yes. In the absence of seeing an available hook, you go interviewer. Yes. Now, the interviewer is not exhausting. So I actually think you and Lucy, if I can get her, but am I secure enough to be truly friends with someone that accomplished? No, not. no. You would never target that somebody that high status. You, you think I avoid people who are successful because I think it looks too grimy. Yes. Yeah, that's right. Also on the birthday episode, mm. let me ask you a question. Mm. If Connor becomes president, we know it's unlikely, <laughs> but do do you think he will introduce an amendment to the Constitution, which is the right to remain coated? I have subsequently been to a birthday party that required me to take my coat off. And it was very cool and I had a very nice time. But it was like, oh, actually, yes, if you like check your coat. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, I remember at the time there were Twitter polls. It was it was a raging debate and people did tend to agree. You know what? I I I agree. There are certain little things that you put in place to help that vibe be as good as possible. I'm trying to think if there's any kind of party that I, like what would happen to make me enjoy a party in a true way. A conga? No. <laughs> uh. All right, my last thing is there's some great comic performances in this show. Think about what Tom is doing. Think about what Greg is doing. I think one of the greatest comic performances I have ever seen is Jeremy Strong as Kendall. In series three, he's full of hubris and it's properly funny. It's cringe funny, but it is properly funny or the fuck the patriarchy and I've gone (laughs) anti-fragile. He does a great job with that. Now, I don't know what Jeremy Strong is like in real life. He doesn't seem like a jovial man. No. And... I, th- I thought it was interesting because you, you associate a great comic performance with funny bones, but can you get there just as well by fully inhabiting a fantastic piece of comic writing? They have to, they should give you a class to teach it, Rada. They should. And all you have to do is go in and say that to them. Yeah. That the key to being a great comedic performer is the truth. Because I was thinking about Ricky Gervais in the in yeah, the office so as David Brent or Jeffrey Tambor as Hank in the Larry Sanders show, <laughs> and the, these are great comic performances in the, in the in the same way in that they fully inhabit these characters who aren't in on the joke of themselves. But but these are people from a comedy background. Yeah, I it's think. wild. Yeah. the way to bring people up to speed to where they need to be for when the final season starts is by going through the main characters from least fucked to most fucked. Great. In terms of where we left them at the end of series three. Uh Uh-huh. So Logan is the least fucked, right? I think so. You know, he really does hate having his children united against him. So he's not a pure winner, but I agree with you that he's the least fucked. Because it is his modus operandi is to divide and conquer with the kids, isn't it? And he, he's usually got one or more 
on side. We're not including Connor in this. Sorry, Sorry. And they're all against him. But but also he did get to deliver them a truth bomb about making their own pile. Yeah, but I don't think that's worth it to him. And what sends him like raging in that final episode of season three is when Roman is like, I I do think it'd be good if uh, we, we keep Kendall in here. You know, and he realizes that he doesn't have Roman. So what is the emotion at the bottom of that? Or is it just becoming apoplectic at his children's insolence? Uh, no, How think, dare you? I think it's about a lack of control. Because actually in that little moment, Shiv wins. Because he goes, you can trust me. And Shiv goes, you can't trust him. And Roman picks Shiv. And that's when he blows up. So I think it's a real rage. Do you think Logan thinks people can trust him when he says that? Yes. So he's convinced that he's a man of his word and he has some form of integrity. Yeah. But he's a street brawler. Yeah. And that when when he goes back on these promises that he has made, for example, to Kendall and to Shiv, it's not because he'll say anything in the moment. It's because these kids keep fucking up and make it impossible for him to keep his word. What do you think Logan thinks of Matson? I think he respects the shit out of him. I think he thinks he's an equal. That's what I think. He feels as much of that as he is capable of feeling. It was a, a big takeaway for me in that scene when they're on that Lake Garda house. Where are they supposed to be? Switzerland? Yes. Oh, my God. And you just, again, it's about how insane Brian Cox's acting is. Because you're like, oh, I'm seeing this like slightly new layer to this character now. Because this is what he looks like when he doesn't think he's better than someone. So... What path is he seeing with Gojo then? Is he cashing his chips or is there something else? What do you think? Well, I know that we shouldn't always look to Rupert Murdoch for the answers. Mm -hmm. But when Murdoch sold most of his business to Disney, he kept hold of Fox News. And in the trailer for Series 4, you see Logan on the floor of ATN. Yes. But it looks different, right? Yeah. Did you notice that? Yeah. It looks like they've, they're in different And they also pull something. a bit of voiceover out of him saying, I'm going to build something leaner and faster and better. But I mean, maybe that's taken out of context. You can never really tell from trailers. So I wonder if he's carved out some kind of a deal where he can spin off ATN. That's smart. So you think start of season four, Logan Roy is no longer the majority owner of the company he founded. Yeah, make it interesting. And then just personally with Logan, we, we both have a strong feeling that Marsha isn't done with. Marsha and the son know about the dead caterer. But Kerry is very much on his arm. I think so, yeah. Um, I would say the next least fucked is Connor. Yeah, I think Connor's doing great. Here's my hope for Connor and Willa. Yeah. That her expectations of her marriage are so low that my hope is that it only helps her. He's a nice man. You're a nice man, Khan. I would be heartbroken if if that was the... Fuck it. No, yeah, <laughs> fuck it. I would, I would be so heartbroken if that was the response to a proposal. I think I had to be so surprised when you proposed to me that I had to... Um, I just remember there was a moment where I was like, oh, I'm supposed to say yes, aren't I? Well, yes. And you're like, that would be nice. I, I um, remember less about you saying yes than I do about your dad bursting into tears and then 
clasping my hand in a double-handed handshake and thanking me like she's not gonna be a spinster the the palpable relief I was 32 <laughs> and the energy was like i was 52 that's the best way to describe it and like it was the 1870s and <laughs> being married was gonna like be the be all, all and end all. it was so crazy they didn't say congratulations they thanked him <laughs> So much is in that. So he's getting married. Somebody and we- loves her. God. So we know Connor's getting married. We know one of the episodes of the new series is is going to be mm-hmm. the wedding. I think it's even called Connor's wedding. I think uh-huh. a thing I spotted in one of the trailers is um, a lily of the valley flower. Yes. Pinned on his lapel. Isn't the lily of the valley like poisonous or something? Are you reading significance into flowers now? Are you? Paul is dead. <laughs> That's how I feel when I say stuff like that. Um, yeah, I'm very excited to see that wedding. And his presidential campaign runs on. Where will that end? I, I don't think it ends in either the White House or him being offered Veep. This, no, this no, show's no, no, really no. going to be funny but not farcical. There. But it does feel like that, that maybe his votes are in some way useful look, to Mencken. Look, here's what Jesse and the team are thinking. Mm. What, what is the most realistic thing that would happen to that person running for that office. But American presidential elections are so commonly that kind of 49-51% thing that it feels as if there's something for him to gain from that. Oh, that's very clever. Some right. kind of quid quo pro, but it, it can't be as big as Veep. No, 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 no. But what will it be? Because Mencken is going to play a part in this new series. Oh, God, I hope so. Mm. Um. We're not in the family here, but I was thinking Jerry might be the, the next least fucked at the moment. Now, of course, the Gojo sale could change all that. But she, as we always say, is this political animal. Yes. And she has stayed in this position, this acting CEO position, by nailing her colours to Logan's mast. And what about Laurie? Where is Laurie in all this? Where is Laurie in all Will this? Will we see Laurie in season four? Will Roman try to fuck him? No, they won't give us any sex. They never do. Which I think is good. Yeah, think, yeah, 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 yeah. Of course it is. I think, I think sex scenes are so rarely serve the program. Yeah. Unless something funny happens or something weird happens. <laughs> you don't need to see... To, and I'm not a prude. I'm a broad-minded adult. Sure, sure, sure. But you, you don't need to see two people going at it. It just fills some time. I'm trying to think of really good TV and how it used or didn't use sex. But if in a story everything should either establish character or drive plot forward, yeah. by the time they're in bed, you know what's going to happen. Unless yeah, something like, weird happens, which then drives the plot forward, or something about their sexual behaviour reveals character, like it does with Roman, actually. You know what's sad is that she's not going to need to be too apologetic to Roman about betraying him because it'll only make him crawl back to her faster. She doesn't have to worry about pissing Roman off, is my point, or burning a bridge with him. I felt heartbroken by that exchange with Roman on first watch, where she says it it doesn't serve my interests. Yeah. But then didn't we see her tweet about it or like a tweet about it? And we came to understand that she's, she's thinking of the bigger chess game, including whatever feelings or whatever relationship she has with him within that chess game. There's a previous episode where she says to him, you need to always be thinking, how does this serve my interest? How does it's like a piece of business advice she gives him. So I almost felt like that phrase, serve my interest, was her doing like, remember, we've talked about this. It doesn't serve my interests. And then, and we did, I just wanted to say, we we talked about this in the episode by episode podcast, but she, Jay Smith Cameron, acknowledged on Twitter 
that that was sort of her acting intention when she was acting it was not that she was throwing him under the bus, but that there was some bit of caring or acknowledgement or something that was supposed to be acknowledged in the look. So certainly at the end of series three, Jerry is there or thereabouts where she's always been. Yes. But of course, when Matson comes in, he's made these tentative promises yeah. to Logan about Roman and I'll structure the board real nice for you. But Make it so fucking nice for yeah, you. Yeah. <laughs> But Frank, Jerry, Carl, the, these are the exact sort of people who don't fare well in takeovers. Yeah. But Jerry, especially, we see her so much in those trailers. So she's not going anywhere. And maybe she's got the leverage of the dick pic. Oh, that's interesting. That feels, I don't know if it's You think go that's, in that that's gone? It feels too. That's in yeah. the past. Okay. Jerry is just one of these people who is so smart at knowing when she's been outgunned. Outgunned. <laughs> Outmanned. Outnumbered. Outplanned. <laughs> We gotta make an all-out stand, and yo, I'm gonna need a right hand man. Look at this! Look Check at this! It. Look Can at I this! Be real a second look at this. for just a millisecond. Set down my guard and tell my people how I feel a second. <laughs> now I'm the model of a modern major general, a general. Look at look at veteran. this! I wrote, I wrote down on my notes if I, I wrote outgunned and then Hamilton. It was a little test to see that if I use the word outgunned, oh, if man. the word association would just have you doing that straight away. I would really love to play President Washington in a production of Hamilton. The next person I've got down from least fucked to most fucked after Jerry is Tom. Tom is in a good position with Logan, but how long is anybody ever in a good position with Logan for? Well, Jerry's been in a good position with Logan for forever. You say that, but on the dick pic episode, Logan was ready to just get rid of Jerry. But that that was not in her control. That was not a thing she did. That no, but him. he was ready to get rid of but, her just over that. And you're talking about his daughter's husband. Oh, I see what you're saying. That seat by the king that Tom has now, how, how precarious do you think that is? Very. But I think it's very precarious because of Logan, not Tom. Do you think there is anybody that Logan wouldn't knife? No. Do you think that was always the case? Because when you hear Connor talk about his dad and his pals back in the day, the yeah. wolf pack, Mo Lester and so on, yeah. it sounds like they were he's his buddies. He's never had a friend. He's never really had a you friend. You don't think so? No, I don't think so. You Remember, don't think it's just like he's got older and he doesn't no. have friends? Because that, no. that does happen to people. Like my, my dad, n- nothing would shock me more than my dad saying that he'd made a friend. <laughs> Can you imagine? Yeah, it's not. But basically, no, I think that in more ways than one, your dad and Logan Roy are different people. I think that <laughs> that Logan, you got to be a killer. And I think killers don't really have friends. Or certainly there isn't someone that a killer wouldn't knife. But I think that Tom has an instinct for strategy and strategy execution that, c- that could maybe serve him really well. You know, he's medium fucked because it seems like professionally he's in a good position now. And we see there is a trailer where he essentially says to Logan, what happens if Shiv and I divorce? And then Logan says something maddening and he kind of laughs. He just grunts at him. Yeah. It's funny because out of all the characters, Tom is the most be careful what you wish for. Everybody else was born into that world and it's their lot in life. Whereas Tom has clawed his way into it. And it's just terrible for him in all these ways. Yeah. I don't hate him. I just don't hate Tom. I'm sorry. And how are you feeling about the Tom-Greg alliance? Ready to be entertained. I've seen people speculating as to whether there there is an erotic component to their relationship. I, I, don't, no. I don't think there is. And I think people read too much into the Nero Sporos thing. No. Yeah, I don't think that would be fucking... But Tom would be the top. Our son, who is six, as well as previously mentioned having an obsession with Napoleon, also really loves Emperor Nero. And... 
even though Nero was this terrible emperor, he won't have a bad word said against him. Because we, we went to this exhibition at the British Museum. We went to an exhibition at the British Museum. You know, I'm just one of these Where's guys who... I'm just like one of these guys, just guys who like, takes his kids take to cultural... Kid to, I take my kid on marches. We go to the museum. <laughs> it's just sort of who I am. But anyway, so you're... Just, I don't think he's absorbing anything from it. I just think it's dry. It's, it's like a thing it's, to some, Somewhere in, to go inside, to, yeah. to fill the time. But anyway... What he took from that, it was it was reappraising Nero, and it was way over his head. He was five at the time, but it, his message that he took from it was: people have got Nero all wrong, and he's very defensive if, if anybody dares say anything bad about him. Is he handsome or something? Was Nero very handsome? I don't think so. No, I mean he killed his mother, which I think um, oh, he really found something shit. to relate to in that. Oh my god, that's terrible. What's well, the opposite of an Oedipus complex? That's funny, but depressing. <laughs> Oh, and while we're on, Greg, how do you feel his uh, lawsuit with Greenpeace is going to play out? Badly, right? Mm. But he's going to be okay. He was left ditching Comfrey for that sort of royal lady so that he'd be the some... The Contessa. The Contessa. So he was somewhere in line to be the Grand Duchy of Luxembourg. He is an opportunist. He goes out. He gets his... He's now signed the deal with the devil to be on Tom's side, and he's just going to go from strength to strength in season four. I can see it. People like Greg mostly don't get their comeuppance, I feel. Like those real sort of shameless go-getters. The world doesn't have their way with those people, I don't think. What do you make of the very occasional moment where you see Greg just try briefly to keep hold of what's left of his principles? So you yes, see it with ATN in series two, in series three, you see it where they're, it's, it's almost like the papal enclave where they're deciding who should be president. And before Greg leaves the room, he, he can't stop himself saying, I, I, I just, just think that you, you shouldn't make Connor president. I, it mostly makes me hate him more. He's a little shit who doesn't care about principles or morals. That That's just who he is. Hey, I'm going to say... Like, he doesn't care about it enough to not do it. So go fuck yourself if you think your little mini protest that's a nothing helps you sleep better at night. Oh, so it appeases his own conscience in a way. Yeah, but like with... Uh, fuck him. Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. Fuck you, Greg. Hang out at your bar in Brooklyn, why don't you? I think he co-owns it with other celebrities. Hey, it'd be fun to own a bar. Well, fuck you. Like, have you gone to business school? Like, what do you know? He's not like one of those high-powered businessmen that you idolize so much. I want a high-powered the briefcases and their shiny Leave shoes. Leave that for the high-powered <laughs> businessmen with their shiny patent leather shoes. <laughs> but they get spit-shined. And, and then we're on to the three full siblings. Do you think there was anything about the make your own pile speech that would have sparked anything in them and, and thought, yeah, we'll show him what we can do. We can make our own pile. Or do you think it's all about a plot to claw back control? That's a very, an interesting question. That thing, you know, who, the people that have that thing of like, fuck you, you can't tell me this is going to push me. I heard someone say recently that the people who have that, which you do, it's it's like a really, the quote was, it's a very rare human trait to exceed expectation. So you hear about those stories all the time. But the average person who's told you can't fucking do it absorbs that they can't do it and doesn't do it. And it's like, why there are all these problems in society? So it's very rare to go, fuck you, I'll show you, and then actually succeed in that project. Do you think these kids think they are capable with the almost unlimited resource that they have of executing the Matson formula? What was it? Analysis plus capital... Yes, Plus I think execution. they all, this is their whole problem. 
Roman is better than the other two at understanding his limits, but he's still not great with it. And it's Shiv's big fat weakness and Kendall's not great with it either. It is so rare that anybody with success doesn't think that it's mainly down to them. It's so refreshing when you on the very rare occasions oh when people God, say, totally. and I don't, I'm not talking about just being a bit self-deprecating. Mm-hmm. I mean, really mean it. It's so rare when people say, I'm useless. I can't believe they pay me for this, but you know, I'm going <laughs> to keep, keep going, going in there. One of our favorite topics, I feel, as a couple, aside from my hair, is how bad we think most people are at their jobs. But but I'm I'm really open to the idea that I might be one of those people as well because nobody knows it about themselves. That's the thing you notice. Yeah, but just to make everybody's sense, walking so around thinking they're is great. That most at their of job. what we talk about is how bad people are. Yeah, and yet no one thinks it about themselves, including us. And what if that's wrong? What if you're in the majority, which yeah. you probably are? Probably. Sad. Um, I think Kendall is maybe the at this point the least fucked out of the three of them, having spent a long time oh, yeah. being the most fucked because he's got them on side. He shared his shame and it set him free. Let us all take oh, something from that. What a beautiful moment that was. And oh. as, as we've said, we are not expecting that to last that long. I don't know, God, but that scene, I watched it again today. It's so crazy. It's just, I think it's some of the greatest TV that I've ever watched in my whole life. It's unbelievable, isn't it? Here's, here's something I was thinking about this show and why it is so singular. So a lot of the time, good drama or comedy is about people being trapped in a situation. Mm-hmm. And if Walter White in Breaking Bad was to just stop cooking meth, when he dies of cancer, his, his family are going to be bankrupted by the medical bills or worse still, by the time he's in that world, they could be victims of violence. Mm-hmm. If Tony Soprano wants to get out of the mob, he is forever going to be looking over his shoulder uh-huh. because even in a witness protection scheme, that is that life that probably an execution's coming for you. Mm-hmm. If any of these characters decided to get out of Waystar Royco, they are wealthy beyond any of our comprehension mm-hmm. and will live lives of immense comfort and luxury. And probably at different stages, they'll drift back in and out of their family dynamic, if not the company. They lose nothing but that, that apart was from power. To me. Is, with, is that true if Gojo buys Waystar? Or do they actually like have way less money if that happens because their shares have been given away or something? That was to do with their voting rights about who they would accept a takeover from. But they all own shares and... If those shares were ever sold, at the low end, it'd be in the hundreds of millions. And Kendall's most recent offer, the one that Logan made to him, was, was $2 billion. So it's not about the loss of money. No. And, and even if it was the loss of money, they would still have an amount of... They're not, they're not um, Greg talking about his $5 million and be the poorest rich man in America. Yeah, yeah. They are wealthy beyond any of our comprehension. Even now. And yet the stakes still feel high. And there isn't the threat of violence or poverty and we're so invested in it how do they do that dear jesse and lucy and tony roche oh dear jesse georgia pritchett and lucy and tony georgia great job how have you done that i would love one day to hear these people just take it apart and show us how it works how can something be amongst the best comedy on television and still be such gripping drama? Do you think we can try and make Great Job a thing on our podcast if we tell the Great Job story? <laughs> I don't think so. I think people would be into it. Guys, I want to make Great Job happen. Basically, 
when um, we were doing IVF because of Jeff's sperm issue, because of the microplastics, basically I had to like you get a sedative, right? And I was coming back from the sedative. And I don't remember this, but apparently what happened is as I was being wheeled in a wheelchair, semi-conscious back to Jeff, I turned to the nurse who was pushing me and I went, great job, which actually reflects beautifully on me because what a sweetheart that in a semi-functional state the song of my heart is to tell someone that they're doing well at their job i just but, wanted but to why say did your voice sound like it was in slow motion because i was not i still had all this very extreme sedative in my system and i was not fully conscious what people don't usually talk like that I wasn't, you're, it's your story that you told me about myself because i wasn't fully conscious but anyway now in our marriage jeff and i will often go Great job. So I want to bring that into the podcast. Into the writer's room. Into the writer's writer's room. room, And I want to say, great job. Who who is the next least fucked? Is it Roman or Shiv? Roman. Those two are fucked. But here's why I put it to you that Roman is less fucked. Because Shiv is so fucked. But Roman is also less fucked. Because Roman's instinct was to side with his siblings. And the reason that is a positive choice for Roman is that for him, Shiv and Kendall are more trustworthy people than his father. So it was actually a healthy emotional choice. And in a self-help book that I just read, the reason successful people can be successful, or so says this doctor whose book I read, is that they can tolerate discomfort, like a certain kind of achiever, not even an achiever, a high-powered businessman, no, Um, people who are satisfied in life. It's because they're able to manage discomfort and they can make an uncomfortable choice. And Roman, it was so hard for him to confront his father in that way. And he did it anyway. Great job. (laughs) See, it's working. So if Roman is next to bottom of the fucked table, Mm -hmm. how does he climb back up again? Who, Who are his allies in that? Is the fact that he seemed to have this connection with Mencken, who is the presidential candidate and and possibly the next president, is is that going to come into play? Yes. The relationship he has with Madsen and Mencken, I think, will come into play. We see a couple of things in the trailers. We see Roman saying to Madsen, I fucking hate you, right? Like, you know I hate you. And then there's another moment where Logan says to Roman, I need you on this, son. I need you. I need you. So so that bridge is not burned between Logan and Roman. How do we know that the trailer isn't a little misleading and actually the conversation Roman is having with Matson is actually trying to scupper the Logan deal? It's the siblings united. Great. Love to- it. Just, Keep me guessing. Just, Keeping just, on my toes. Just, Save the best stuff, not for the trailers. Um, and then Shiv then. You think most fucked? Most fucked. Betrayed by her husband, by her father, by her mother. She does not have anybody except Kendall and Roman, which is better than nothing. But that is brutal. That shit with her mom. It's so disgusting. Caroline is a, it's an unlikable lady, is she? She's not. 
your but life. Very entertaining to watch. Oh, incredible. It's uh, in- invisible acting again. You cannot see a single choice she's making. It's just happening. As you rewatched that last episode, what did you make of the suggestion that Shiv is holding her abdomen in a way that suggests that she might be pregnant? So I just want to constantly, continuously, repetitively acknowledge that I'm wrong all the time. But I think it's dumb to be, that's not what, it, that's not real. You don't, that's not how you touch yourself when you're like so pregnant that you don't look pregnant. You're like, oh, I think I might puke or why do I suddenly feel nauseated? I, do you I think, think it was gas? Yeah, I think she just needs to let one out because that has a tight dress she's in. <laughs> no, I think I think she's understanding how alone she is and understanding how people are able to betray her. And that's a horrible thing. But of course, now in real life, Sarah Snook is pregnant. Is she? Yes. That's interesting. I thought she might be. What made you think? Just a change in... I, mean, I don't mean to sound weird. Because I I also thought she might be, but for a different reason. I was looking at her on Instagram. I was looking who she follows. And one of her most recent follows was a lactation specialist. I thought... That would that would be a curious one if there was there That's was so no funny. pregnancy or at least aspiration to get pregnant. Do you think it's creepy looking at who people follow? No, I think it's actually very smart research on your part. I truly do. I, I did just go to myself, God, he's smart. A friend of mine was telling me recently that if, if they get a parcel left at their house for a neighbour and it's a neighbour they don't know, once they've got that name, the first thing they do is go and Google it. Yeah. Which I, like I, I, would, I would do that as well. And yet, but, I mean, they, I, but they were saying they feel terrible shame about it. And I think, well, aren't we all just Googling each other? Yeah, don't we just want all the intel all the time? I love rummaging around finding information about people online. Yeah, me too, because I'm such a bad Googler. When I first knew you, you used Google as if it was Ask Jeeves and everything was phrased as a question. You've, oh, you've yeah. gone beyond that now. Not much. <laughs> And I only had it Wi-Fi in one corner of my house because I was stealing it from someone. And you'd have to stand in a corner. It was all very Blair Witch Project. Are there any other things from Series 3 that we should be thinking about going into Series 4? Or have we covered them all in our uh, least to most fucked rundown? There's one thing. I feel very conspiracy theorist by saying it. But the Peter Munyon, he's been sniffing around for 40 years. This is the guy that the three siblings' mother, Caroline, has just married. Mm-hmm. Peter Munyon. Onions. 40 years in Ken's 40th birthday. How old are the others? In real life, Roman is 40 now, which is interesting. He looks so young. But you know that's because he looks like Macaulay Culkin, and Macaulay Culkin <laughs> is ingrained in your memory as being a child. No, that's uh, uh, you're wrong. That's not why. He's just one of these people that's like, that's insane that you're 40. Um, And da, 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 Shiv is younger. So Shiv is the youngest. Because that could be a good bit of misdirection. He's been knocking around for 40 years. If the Roman's dad? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we should just say if there's anything you think is glaringly obvious that we haven't identified as, uh, as Chekhov's gun. What's the updated Chekhov's gun? What are the kids saying? Has Instead Chekhov of- been cancelled? Mm, probably. He can't have not done something weird. <laughs> Anyways, He's new- from the past. They were yeah. all terrible. Yeah. Um, let us know if there's a new Chekhov's gun. Let us know what we've missed. Let that be part of our beginning of season four. Yeah, because once the episode's out, of course, we'll be hearing from you with your Friday sprinkles next week. Mm-hmm. And your thoughts on that, we're going to be extremely interested to hear. But watch your tone. Fuck off with your shitty tone. <laughs> and contact... No, I'm sure your tone was absolutely fine and the issue was mine. You can get in touch with us at fuckoff at firecrotchandnormcore.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. 
It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Just in the time we've been talking, season four, the final season has drawn closer. It draws near. The minutes are passing like hours. Some things that we know. Um, I noticed in the trailer for season four, Logan is wearing sunglasses a lot, which is something you're, you're considering switching to all sunglasses all the time. Yeah, I basically have a big problem with my under eye bags. I'm trying to save up for a you surgery. Don't. I do. And until we are in a position where I can afford my under eye surgery, I've noticed that like I'm just so much better looking in sunglasses. So you're going to go Ringo Starr? Yeah, early. I feel like he was like in his 60s and I'm going to start that in my 40s. Oh, I, th- I, think like I think he was in his 40s. I think he was in his 40s. Was he? So Ringo would have turned 40 in 1980. I don't know that there are many photographs of him post huh? his 40th birthday where he's not wearing sunglasses. Maybe a few. I've tried to pinpoint the exact moment in time after which we never saw Ringo's untinted eyes again. No, but I think it was sometime in the 80s, which would have made him in his 40s. Great. Well, and I'm a decent drummer. Um, We've already said the Tom Shiv situation doesn't seem good. To say the very least. Are they together, do you think? Yeah, I think they're together. Living under the same roof. I don't have a strong instinct. Is he in the spare room with Mondale, the dog? It's about what he wants, Tom. They're not being fully direct with each other yet. If they got divorced, I think Shiv would keep all her money mm-hmm. and shares mm-hmm. and Tom would get Mondale. Yeah, she doesn't seem like a lady who could take good care of a dog. Glad to see. He might he might get the vineyard. Oh god. <laughs> you really have to meet it halfway. It's not floral. <laughs> Uh, we also see Norway, which I'm very excited about. Mm-hmm. Even though Matson, I think, has always been Swedish up until this point, they've decided to base him in Norway, which I get. I mean, I'm, I'm a Swedophile, but Norway is a bit more dramatic. Oh, my God. I got to go there in September. It was so beautiful. I went to Halgesund. And you know that they're all, like, insanely attractive. And do you know why? Basically, this was explained to me, is that when the Vikings landed on the British Isles, they, like, took all the beautiful women with them back to Norway. 
So there's like, there's a real historical reason why British people are much uglier than Norwegians. I don't know that you're endearing yourself to the British audience by well, saying that. No, I'm not. I don't think the Americans well, so, are good So you, th- you think the, 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 the Brits are all thinking, oh, we, we are an unattractive people. I think. Here's what I want to say. Go on. Renaissance paintings from the Nordic countries. And I want to compare the attractiveness, say, between the Vikings and now a midpoint. Because if, if I look at Henry VIII's wives, mm. no disrespect, but if if he had pick of the punch, <laughs> or maybe he, maybe he understood beauty is in the only yeah. skin deep. No, I don't think he seemed like that kind of. No, person. I don't either. So so that supports your hypothesis. I'm just saying a thing that people told me that sounds correct. We hear mention of Stewie, Sandy, and the Pierces. Yes. And, and Nan Pierce is on the way back. Wow, that sounds crazy. That sounds like, I don't know, a weird, like, band. What do you call those bands? At like All a super Star? group. That's oh. not, that is not how it's going to play out. That's okay. the impression that the trailer's giving that you. But it's too, it's too good a show I for that. Like that. It's okay. too good a show Please, for that. Don't dear worry. Jesse, don't give me a super group. You know better. Now, something that we have wondered about for a while is in the trailer that came out about a month ago and the one from a while ago, the teaser, the Roys seem to be in a very tacky-looking bar where the lighting is all purple. Yes! I figured it out. Go on. Do you remember when we did a little mini-episode in August of 2022 to let people know about your Edinburgh show, but also to catch up on all the bits of news that we had about Succession at that point? Yes. There was mention of karaoke and that is them in a karaoke bar so that means logan is in a booth will we see him sing no because he wouldn't think logan likes any music yeah what classical maybe i just think that because of the score of the show (laughs) what an idiot you think he chose it yeah well listen to the theme song so i guess logan likes classical because he would have been exactly the right age for rock and roll no you don't think him and ewan no. We're slashing up the cinema seats No, to Little Richard. If only they'd be happier now. Mm. We also see in the trailer Greg on one of those rental bikes that you get in cities these days. Yeah. I think they're the city bikes in New York. I love those bikes. Well, you like the motorized ones. Yes, I do. Yeah. Oh, you know what I notice is if you ride a line bike fast enough, the motor kicks out and you can exercise on it. Oh, I will make sure to never do that. <laughs> I thought, oh, my husband wouldn't like that, but I kind of do. My love of line bikes is top of my set list for small talk at the moment. Oh, yeah. How many minutes can you get out of it? Well, I like talking about um, my my pride at being a responsible user of the bikes and always putting them back in the state in which I found them, always reporting any kind of problems, <laughs> never leaving them blocking a pavement, always putting them in parking bays. I, I like being the hero and I like talking about how they make me think a utopia isn't possible because of how other people treat them. Wow. Amazing. So I think I can get... Do you a... feel engaging when you're doing it? And I bet you are. I don't mean that in an underhanded way. Here's what I feel. Fluid. Because a lot of the time in a conversation, I feel like... You know you know when Wiley Coyote runs off the edge of the canyon, <laughs> the edge of the cliff, but he hasn't realised yet. Yeah. And then there's a point at which he sees he's in midair and then he drops. He yeah. plummets to the ground. That That is 90% of all conversation for me. Oh, yeah. But the, the line bikes, I can talk about it with a fluidity. Non-stilted. I think I can get 12 minutes out of that, mate. Up, wow. to, up, up to 20. Milk it, baby. Oh, I will. And I do. Where's Greg going on his bike? He's been made an errand boy of some kind of errand. We also see Roman on a movie lot, presumably at Waystar Studios. So LA is happening. Something I know from a news report about six or 12 months ago is that they filmed a funeral scene in New York, but Brian Cox was there. So it isn't Logan's funeral. Well, Whose is it? Ewan's? 
Ewan. Could it be Ewan? Could be Ewan. Could Frank keel over? Carl. Mm. Will Connor get to make another eulogy? Oh, that was wonderful. It was really good. Yeah. yeah. And shooting locations. uh, We've already mentioned LA, so Santa Monica and Norway, New York City and Barbados is the last place that they filmed. Now, I don't know if that means the final episode is in Barbados. Gosh. Dear Jesse, how many people in your writer's room and or in your cast have small children? Love, Sarah. Why do you want to know that? Baron. Why do you want to know that? Just because of how much travel they do. Because I hear those locations and you think, God, my God, what a job that you're traveling to all those places. And is it like, is it that amazing or is it that amazing plus it's a real, real strain on your personal life? Think of all the places you get to travel to. I get to go to East Mion. Norwood Junction. I get to go to Norwood Junction. I get to go to Derby. I get to go to Lincoln. Um, reviewers have had the first four episodes. Yeah. I had a look at the Succession Reddit earlier, and there was a selection of quotes from reviews that are non-spoilery. I also read Lucy Mangan's review of the first episode in The Guardian. So that's what information I have. I'm not, I'm not going to ruin anything here, but I'm just going to give you some little nuggets. I have such mixed feelings about hearing this, but okay, go on. From Decider, Armstrong and his writer's room finally let the metaphoric dominoes they've been setting up for three seasons fall. Mm-hmm. Which does suggest that there's going to be more stuff coming home to roost than we're accustomed to. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, the Times. Be assured, rugs are pulled sharply and you won't be disappointed. Surprised, possibly, but not disappointed. Glorious. Roger Ebert, who writes from Beyond the Grave. Is it someone with a Ouija board who does his website? I think he is dead, right? Yes. And it's like other people writing right. RogerEbert.com. <clears throat> Episode three is a game changer. I don't think... See, I don't know that I want to know this. No, no, but, but this, this... All right. Pulling out career-defining performances from all three of the main actors. Do you think he means the siblings there? Well, I don't know. Or does he mean Kendall, Logan and Colin? <laughs> Rolling Stone. Significant choices are made by both the characters and the creative team that cannot be taken back. It's full steam ahead to the end. Much of what happens is shocking and slash or shockingly poignant, especially since this is a show about the absolute worst human beings alive. Vanity Fair. Just as Shakespeare and the Greeks tended to have something heavy to say about their ruinous and ruined royals, so too might Armstrong. This is not getting you in the mood. It it's not is. giving anything away, but it's I know. it's giving you a sense of excitement and how I well I know, the, the I know, reviews I know, have been I know. tremendous. You're right. you'll go, you'll go, I'll go, I'll go, I'll go. That is an Alan Ruck reference. That is Alan Ruck as Cameron in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Let me tell you something, if you don't already know this. Do you know who was at the succession premiere? <gasps> Matthew Broderick! And there's a photograph of ah, Ferris so and Cameron fun. together. Oh my God, that's so fun. Isn't that great? Why is that so exciting? Why? I don't know. It's always great. But um, I wonder if people are asking questions about whether whether they will finally do the Ferris Bueller sequel. <laughs> that would be a bleak film, I think. Ferris Bueller, back Fer- at school. Fer- Ferris Bueller, well, just, I think his life at 60 I wouldn't know. be as appealing as it was when he's a teenager. Whereas Cameron, maybe with the right therapy, would have turned out fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But maybe that would be the sequel. Just darker. And it all comes together because, of course, Cameron's house in that film is near. A few streets from where you grew up. Mm-hmm. See, this is this is the world you grew up in. I know. It's so disappointing to me. That I don't have that, an inheritance despite being yes, a little rich girl. Yeah, I that I grew up watching you all think the... like I have all the attitude but none of the money? What it is, is is I grew up watching those John Hughes films in the 80s and it's a very idealised version of rich suburban 
American life. That to a, a teenager <laughs> in Macclesfield in 1986 sure. looks like this whole other world. Uh-huh. I then end up marrying oh, a woman from the small town where oh, all those films were, were made, all those houses that we think about. And yet somehow... I know, I live on like one of the shitty streets. It's a nice street. You're not Sarah from the block. Well... I think by the standards of my town, I am Sarah from the block. Do you think that's fair? Yeah, 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 yeah. It was hard for you. Your mum was a humble therapist and your dad was a humble book editor. (laughs) We only went on one family holiday a year. Every summer. (laughs) We only had two cars. And I only got taken out to eat once a week after my piano lesson. I went out to eat when I was a kid. Yeah, once. Gross. <laughs> once. Gross we went to a restaurant. We went to a restaurant once. Again, such humble beginnings. Here's a question for you. Yeah. Series two started with Kendall in Iceland, mid days, maybe even the next day. Yeah. Uh, after the end of series one. Yeah. Series three. Yeah. Straight away, the fallout of Kendall's press conference. Yes. Will we see the same thing in season four, or are we going to get a time jump? I hope we don't actually, because it's not succession. I think picking up a bit later, I wouldn't put it past them, but I feel confident that we will never see a flashback in this show. I hate it. I hate the flashback. I what about Better like... Call Saul? Amazing. But... The Sopranos did some flashback, didn't it? Oh, yeah, maybe it did. Like, I really disliked how they did it in Orange is the New Black, for example. Hey, look. We're comparing apples she's and oranges as the New Black. story. Hey, look, something happened to get her where she is today. I, I, didn't, I didn't like that. Yeah. No offense. I know someone who worked on that show. Oh, then it was great. Thank you. She's very talented. Maybe she'll hire me for something, even though I um, would be unqualified for it. Does that make you a Nepo baby if someone that you know from high school gives you a job out of pity in your 40s? No, it just makes you middle class. Um, On the red carpet at the premiere party, Jesse said episode eight is going to be the one that surprises people. Is he messing with us? No, I don't think he messes. There have also been videos circulating of various cast members dancing at the party. I know you've been enjoying these. Yes, I guess from some kind of after party at the premiere. The song Call Me Maybe is playing. And in the sort of center of this crowd, it's hard to figure out who's who. So you have to watch it like seven times before you can spot all the players. But in the center of the crowd, it's Jesse Armstrong and Brian Cox. And clearly what's happening. So Jesse's back is to the camera. And he's clearly doing sort of like a shimmy, like, come here, come here. Like, hey, I just met you to Brian Cox, who then and then people kind of like go, yeah, yeah. And then he puts it looks like he puts his arms around Brian Cox and they sort of dance in this what feels like a very meaningful hug in the center of the dance floor to call me maybe and you're just like you feel them going like we've done this thing i am getting much hearing like, you describe part of, that. like we've contributed something incredible to culture we did it i had a vision and you were the one and you executed flawlessly and we did it and i feel that that whole thing is in this one hug to and this is crazy. And then you watch it again and you go, where do you think that's Colin? Where do you think that's Shiv? Where do you think that's Roman? And it's so fun. Um, oh, a, a Jeremy Strong interview. Uh, he says, in a way for me, this whole series has been a love story between Logan and Kendall. 
He's like the sun that I've been orbiting my whole life and I want his light to shine on me. But also if I get too close, it'll burn me up. I'll say that as an actor, as different as we are, working with Brian has been hands-on the most rewarding part of working on this show. Actor to actor, the scenes we've had together, I'll carry them with me for the rest of my life. Very moving. I love it. That's so nice. Did you read the the quote that Brian Cox gave about filming his last scene? No. He said... I felt nothing when I played the last scene on Succession. Nothing. <laughs> it was the last scene for Nito. <laughs> well, I think, I don't mean to be self-congratulatory here, but I, th- I think we have managed the tightrope walk on a straight razor between pulling together all these nuggets of information and hints we have about Series 4... But without being spoilery. I think we've ramped up the excitement, but we haven't given too much away, largely because we don't know too much because we haven't been looking for it. I think you're right. I hope you're right. As always and ever, we want to know what you guys are thinking. Like, where are you guys at? Be in touch. We can never have too much from you. It fills our little hearts so much joy. One of my notes for myself in our in the second season of our podcast is that I talked about my vagina too much in the first. So I'm actually doing a lot of self-editing where I'm not talking about filling up my vagina. <laughs> Thank me later. <laughs> but just is, is, but is, all you've done then is put it in our head that you were thinking. You no, know, but you I want to... I find other people's journeys interesting and my journeys. I'm going to talk less about my post post this time. But are you to clarify? Are you saying that you think of your vagina as the inbox or the inbox as your vagina? Yes, I think I do think of my inbox. Can we start calling it your inbox? Yes. Send some email to our inbox. Our email address is fuckoff at firecrotchandnormcore.com. Be in touch. What have we missed? What have we gotten wrong? Watch your tone. We've got Friday sprinkles coming later. All of your contributions, fantastic as ever. You continue to outdo yourselves. We're so excited to get back into that. I'm already wondering if we should watch episode one of season four in cosplay. I don't know if we'd be able to get it together in time. I don't know if these are available on Amazon. I could go as Doderick the dog and you could go as Dirk the turkey. The mascots from the Bright Star amusement parks. Oh, I think I'd feel way too claustrophobic as a mascot. I don't see that for myself. Only if I could go head free. But even then, I think I'd be very trapped feeling and sweaty, which is not how I want to experience the first episode of the last season of Succession. You're no fun. I'm not any fun. All right. Well, do you want to shut this down and then we'll be back with Friday Sprinkles later? All right, guys. Hope you've enjoyed this. And guess what? We're going to be back... We're, we're so concerned about you getting through until the, the, until Monday or Sunday if you're in America that we've got a little little nugget, little sprinkles coming for you later today. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. 
Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.